This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody and welcome into today's episode of the top cut Yu-Gi-Oh podcast i am sunny i'm here hosting with caleb aka at jam the man Woo! say hello to the people caleb hello everybody's well we have some stuff to talk about today as promised today will be our ban list episode but we did click clickbait you a little bit we're not gonna do everything in one big ban list episode uh, as uh, since we announced that we actually have a friend of ours who wants to come on and talk with the band li- with us, band list with us. Right. So we're going to split this up. Um. So today's episode is what we think is going to actually happen, not what we want to happen. Right. So, like Caleb said, we're going to split it up, and the reason that we're doing it like this is because this way we can get our actual predictions out there in case the band list drops between now and when we want to record. And and like between now and when we want to record for the next episode, in which case, if that happens, the next episode will be a ban list reaction. Oh yeah, and so uh, we'll have when the ban list hits, we're gonna try to figure out a way to re- record like immediately on the spot our quick reactions, which means I'll have to take my lunch break at work and just call Caleb and have poor audio, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, so we're gonna try to upload a quick five minute instant reaction. And then the next episode after that will be a much more detailed breakdown on our actual um, thoughts. Yes, our actual thoughts and our actual uh, assessment of it. Okay. But and then you know, then of course, then we'll move into what we kind, what we wish would have happened instead of what we hope happens. Right. So today, like we said, this will be our actual predictions. What we think if we were Konami, what you know, or if we were. If we had the inside scoop and Konami was telling us this is what we're doing, this is what we think they would tell us. 
And the next episode will be if we were going to ideally make our own list, this is what we would end up doing. Oh, yeah. So we're going to start off, though. We're going to hit the quick play notes. Um, we're doing things a little bit differently this time because somebody went and broke their phone. Oh, it didn't break. It just I didn't break it. It just decided to stop working. <laughs> That's my luck. Anyway, so to start with, um, we now know due to the well, Egyptian... What, what I was leading into is... Because you broke your phone, we're having to do this a little bit differently now. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, we're turned at awkward angles, but we're going to make it work. Yeah, we'll make it work. Anyway, so to begin with, uh, we now know for a fact that the Wicked Gods are going to be reprinted in King's Court. And we know this due to the Egyptian God Structure deck power-up slip, I guess. It's a little full full that where it says, hey, if you want to upgrade your deck, get this product and get this product. Right. And they specifically stated that that the Wicked Gods are going to be in King's Court. Uh, Wicked Dreadroot, Wicked Avatar, and Wicked Eraser. Okay, so, and those will be technically an option if you want to do three of the Egyptian God structure decks, try to build a competitive deck, you can get some of those to power it up or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, is the and, idea. And the only reason why I, even brought, why I even brought them up is because they're specifically mentioned on one of the Obelisks cards, uh, Divine, Evolu- Divine Evolution, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, because it specifies, one of them, I, don't, I think it's Divine Evolution, says, uh... Uh, something, a divine beast, or the wicked eraser, the wicked dreadroot, or the wicked ap- avatar. Interesting that they're making the wicked's a part of the god archetype. Because they are. Oh, really? Uh, so in the anime, well, in the manga, actually, I think the wicked at- gods were a manga archetype only. Oh, um, okay. Where basically Yugi used all three of the... Uh, uh, talking on my rear end right now, but I think Yugi used all three of the Egyptian gods against the wicked gods, and that was just kind of the thing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mo- the, just while we're here talking about the Egyptian God decks, I think it's very interesting that the Harpy's Feather Duster reprint in the Egyptian God decks is a super rare. Yeah, because the only other printing of super was a uh, it was the Spanish video game promo. Which is like thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Now, speaking of manga, uh, we now also have the names of, th- of the next three V-Jump promos. We have uh, Lirage, the God of Archery, Bad Effect... Puppet Queen, who is even who's awful, yeah, and Outburst Dragon effect to be announced. Yeah, we um, don't even know what the effect is here. Yeah, of Outburst. Uh, now the thing about Outburst is it's going to be, I imagine, it's going to be similar to Noctovision and Absent Router, um, where it's a high level, low attack, high defense monster that's supposed to help you with your rockets. Where it's kind of a, it's kind of, it's it's part of the rocket archetype, but without actually being a rocket monster. Oh boy, another Dragon Link extender. Pretty much. Uh, and then we got three of the Utopia structure deck reprints. Utopic, uh, Utopic Onomatopoeia. Um, who's going to be, who, if you're doing a Zexel anime deck, he's a, he's a three of. Uh, Zub, uh, Zubaba Bonko, Gagaga Coat, and Dodo Dwarf, Gogogo Glove. Zub. Zubaba, Bancho, Gagagako, Dodo Dwarf, and Gogogo Glove. I just wanted to see if I could say them. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the reason why it's named like that is the four Onomatopoeia archetypes are Zubaba, Zubaba, Gagaga, Dodo, and Gogogo. Yeah. So I see it. Yeah. So they just kind of combined a bunch of them. And breaking news. Oh yeah. So this is we're gonna run this in with the quick play news, but this is kind of a bigger thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, uh, so this, I'm gonna call the section breaking news, because we got this information this morning. It wasn't even this morning, it was, like, <laughs> mid-afternoon, just, like, five hours ago. Yeah, yeah, um, 
<clears throat> the next Gold Series has been announced, which we will be getting this fall. Gold Series El Dorado. Uh, the premium gold rare cards will make a return from uh, maximum from a uh, maximum gold, the previous gold set. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be ten new alt arts. We only know two of them. IP Mascarena with the sh- with her on her motorcycle, which goes with the IP Mascarena alt art stuff in coming out in November. The uh, binder, the sleeves, and all and the that. Play mat. Yeah. Uh, and Nightmare Unicorn. Please stop that. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. But that still leaves eight un- unannounced new alt arts. Uh, there's all, and it also specified a new number exceed monster, um, who's and it stated that its effect would give it just a metric buttload of attack. So right. it could be C1000. It could be Utopic Future because uh, C1000 gives itself like a hundred thousand attack points. Right unnecessarily high but whatever and then i think utopic future does the same thing what's Um, really interesting to me about this is that after all the bad press they got about the new premium golds they're sticking with it and they're doing more of it because with all the printing errors that they had with the cards being as thick as they are and like if you can't allow a hobby league how can you really justify allowing this yeah outside of we're the ones printing the cards therefore we're the ones making all the money i i guess it's pretty it's pretty annoying i knew i do know that one of the alt arts that was um, that I've seen floated around was Destiny Hero Plasma. Yes, um, because the because T- the OCG already got the, got their alt art Destiny Hero Plasma. Right. And let me say that alt art is it's nice. It is nice. Yeah. Um, it's not disappointing like the other hero uh, alt art. Hey, we got. I like the Stratos alt art. I just don't like that it's in gold rare. Fair enough. Uh, and we already know one of the premium gold reprints, Chamber Dragon Maid. This is that's really nice. So this will give the opportunity. This will give the people that want to play the Chamber Dragon Maid deck. I mean the uh, the Dragon Maid deck, but don't want to bust shell out. You know, at the time, ninety to a hundred dollars at its peak for Chamber Dragon Maids. I mean, oh yeah, the rest of the Dragon Maid cards that came in premium gold are dollars. Oh yeah, you know, a dollar, um, dollar fifty. Oh yeah, like yesterday they were at like ninety a pop. This morning, when the rumor was still out, before they announced officially had an announcement or anything, when it was still a rumor. They dropped down to 60, and then once it was officially announced, they dropped down to 50. What are they at right now? Because I see you looking them up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Give me... Keep talking. Okay. Anyway, um... Anyway, so this okay. is... They are at... CCG says, a near mint first ed, you can get one for 45. Yeah, no, they it... They dropped it, in half in the last 24 hours. Yeah, they are tanking hard. Um, Honestly? I'm fine with that. Yeah, so am I. Um, but, like, this also allows people <clears throat> who have all the other, uh, Dragon Maids and Premium Gold to be able to get the last one in Premium Gold. The only one that didn't get reprinted. It's so interesting to me, looking at this market. I know we're, I don't, I know we don't do Market Watch here because, for those of you that are wondering, we don't do Market Watch here because... Neither one of us are smart enough. Well, also yes. But <laughs> th- the main reason, really, though, is because the market moves so quickly and we record two days in advance that it's hard to really give you pricing updates and give you market updates to the minute when we're two days behind by the time it gets announced so sure we can be telling you it's 45 right now but looking at it realistically the lowest verified on tcg is still 55 and then you've got five or six listings of people that are just you know, 600 sales, 100 sales, 7 sales. So, sure, 
you know, it might be 45 right now, and it might get down to 35 by the time it gets posted, but it also could go back up to 60, so. Oh, yeah, so there, there's no telling for the next two days between us recording and us releasing this episode. Exactly, so. So, buyer beware. Exactly, and for those of you in the EU who never saw it get up that high, because for some reason everything's just more expensive in the U.S., it was that high here. It really was, I promise. Oh, yeah, oh, I know, like, there was a short stint where it was at $100 a copy. Yeah. And the Starlights were like, what, 600 and something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. I think somebody posted one for $694.20. Yeah, it's old. Get it? Uh, $69,420? No, no, I got it. (laughs) I'm like, I'm also 9% sure it's old. Actually, I think the Starlights were selling for like that much. Yeah. So, I mean, even right now, the Starlight lowest verify is $570. Which is still ridiculous. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and move on, move along now. So the next thing we want to talk about is the Structure Deck R Lost Sanctuary. So this will be the updated version of the Lost Sanctuary Structure Deck released in 2011, 2012? Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. For those of you who aren't aware, that would be the... Um, agents. Yeah, Agents and, and, Master, Hi- and Hi- uh, Master Hyperion. Yep, so this is the Structure Deck that basically reprinted all this, gave them extra support... And made it a tier one strategy back in 2011. So for those people that play 2011 Plant Synchro, this was the structure deck that basically brought the strategy. This was, in my recollection, the first structure deck that actually like was meta warping out of a structure deck. Oh yeah, I know. You bought three, you were good to go. Like at the time, I could only get one, and it was still worth the purchase just because of the solemn judgment that was in it. Right. I I mean, at the time, realistically. You could get, you could buy three of these and it would, and have a very very competitive deck. Oh yeah. Uh, so first off, the first new. Uh, so so far we know we're getting three new cards. First off is a new synchro called Master Flare Hyperion, uh, Light Fairy. Like I said, it's a synchro. Level ten, three thousand two hundred attack, twenty six hundred defense. Made with a tuner and one or more non tutor fairies. Now here's the thing: because he's level eight, you can you can synchro him using Master Hyperion and Agent of Mystery Earth, who is a tuner. That is your intended materials to make it. But you can do other stuff as well. Um, you can only use this card's first and second effect each once per turn. You can send one the Agent Monster or one monster that specifically lists the Sanctuary in the Sky and its text from your hand deck or extra deck to the graveyard until the end of, until the end phase this card's name becomes the sent monster's original name and replace this effect with that monster's original effects two when your opponent activates a carter effect quick effect banish a fairy monster from your hand or graveyard target one card on the field banish it and it should also be noted this same structure deck in 2011 like if you dig into it and really look at it um the it wasn't just a big reprint for solemn judgment although it was because at the time solemn judgment was still a very expensive card even though even though it was old it was still very expensive but this is first of all it released master hyperion it was this is the introduction for master hyperion so that card is wild oh and agent of mystery earth yes and it was the introduction for agent of mystery earth this was the first real major reprint of um honest yes it was it was the first time people could get a hold of uh, honest that weren't ungodly expensive right because before this it was a light of destruction ghost or secret rare 
Yeah, and like, then like how Dark Honest is now. Right, it says it was another printing, Twilight Edition Light and Dark, but I don't know what that is. But after this, it was reprinted as a common in this structure deck, which was like... Yeah. A big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, like, I knew, like, I knew there was something else I saw him touch, but I just couldn't remember what it was. It was Honest. Yeah, Honest was, like, a big reprint here. I, as stupid as this sounds, Marshmallow was, I think, like, a 5 to $10 card at the time. Oh, yeah, no, no, that, yeah, because a lot of people still ran it, just because at the time it was a decent card, and it's like... Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's just like, well, I've got the extra, to, I have this, you know, I'm already running uh, Upstart Goblin, might as well throw one in, too. Here's something that a lot of people aren't going to pick up on. Air Knight Parshath was reprinted in the Structure Deck in Common. That was the first common printing of this yes, card. Yes, it was. Before this, it was Retro Packs, Dark Beginning, Tournament Pack, Legacy of Darkness, Ultra Rare. Oh, yeah. I mean... Lost Sanctuary was a good set. It was a good Structure Deck. But it back really to, was. Yeah, but back to this. First off, its first effect, it can literally become any agent monster or any card that specifically lists the Sanctuary in the Sky. Um... Like, where do you see any sort of... Like, I don't see how that would be useful, personally. Immediately out the box. I um, think part of it is that... I mean, you could get Venus's effect. Yes, you can get Venus, which you can use to summon Shine Balls. Yeah, pay 500, you special summon Mystic Shine Ball out of your deck. Well, no, because Venus doesn't live Sanctuary in the Sky. But it's an agent. It says you can send one the agent monster or one monster that specifically lists the sanctuary in the sky. Oh, okay. So, okay. No, 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 no. This is amazing because you can use it for Earth. You can use it for... Yeah, any of the agents, first off. Uh, your agent of Entropy Uranus, I think is what it's called. Yeah. So that's one. Of, that's like the newest one. Yeah. Oh, wait, the new one That's that we're, we'll read in a minute. You can also do that as well. Um, oh, yeah. Agent of Life Neptune. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh... And then it's also if your opponent activates a card or effect, you can just banish one banish fairy from your hand or graveyard, and then banish a card on the field. It's also a it's an all right interrupt. Yeah, but I mean, being a level ten synchro, I mean, yeah, that, the dude's not overly difficult to hit in the deck. You absolutely know? not. Uh, again, just Master Hyperion. The next card we're going to talk about in a hot in a hot second. Uh, as your non-tuners, and your tuner would be Agent of Mystery Earth. Yeah, so literally Earth and Hyperion is this guy. Yeah, or the next card, which we're about to talk about, who is the card on the, who's the face card. Wait, the card... wait, wait, you didn't even talk about the second effect of this guy. Oh, I did. It's a, it's a, you banish a fairy, it's an interrupt. Oh, okay, yeah, you can banish a fairy from your hand. It's a quick effect. Yes. Turn uh, one card on the field and banish. When your opponent activates a card or effect. Now, the card that's on the front of the box, the face card as I like to call it, is a new card called Majesty Hyperion. Another new card. Yeah, uh, dark. It's a dark fairy. Uh, twenty one hundred attack, twenty seven hundred defense. It's an inverted Hyperion. It's a invert. Oh, so its stats are backwards. Yes, and it's also a dark fairy instead of a light fairy. Okay, that's an interesting direction to take it. Oh yeah. Um, you can only special summon this. You can only special summon this card by. Eh, this one's worded strangely. You can only special summon by the first procedure of this card's name once per turn. One, you can special summon this card from your hand or graveyard by banishing one the ancient monster from your hand, field, or graveyard. I mean, it makes sense that you can only special summon this card through that once per turn, because yeah. that's kind of easy to do. All battle damage you take from battles involving your fairy monsters are also inflicted to your opponent. That could actually come up. Oh, yeah, no, no. Like, after, like during a long game where you're just sitting there bashing each other in the face, that's when stuff starts getting... Your opponent's got to start thinking, do I actually attack here? You know what the hilarious first thing that pops into my mind is? What's that? 
the Adagnister Link 6 that'll have like oh, 6,000 attack? It's a cyber, it's not a fairy. But though, if your opponent makes it, they have to go, I can't swing because I don't have enough life points. No. You can attack into it. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's kill too. them just by having it sit on the field. Oh, yeah, no, like that, too. But what I'm saying is, like, in that situation, your opponent makes it and they can't swing because they don't have enough life points, possibly. I mean, they don't have to swing. If they make it turn turn zero, not yeah. realizing what you're playing. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, swing into it for game. <laughs> Literally, yeah, because it's going to... As long as you have two agents on the field that have, like, less than 2,000 attack, that's game. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well... You'd also be, you'd also lose. So you'd have to be able, so you'd have to be able to gain life points somehow, which I'm not, which in oh, a fair, also inflicted to your opponent. I thought yeah. it was inflicted instead. Yeah, no, no, no. You also inflicted your opponent. So you'd have to gain, gain, get life point gain on yourself somehow, which depending upon the deck, if they upstart goblin, you have game. Yeah, I guess. Uh, three. Once per turn, banish a fairy from your hand or graveyard, then target one card in either graveyard. Banish it. If sanctuary in the sky is on the field or in your graveyard, first. That's already an improvement right there. You can activate this effect up to twice per turn. So Foolish Barrel Goods puts Sanctuary in the Sky in your graveyard and makes this effect live yeah. um, for a double. So a lot of this... So a lot of the, but this uh, is not a quick effect. Yeah, it's not a quick effect. So a vast majority of the Agent Monsters, for those of you who don't know, all have uh, an effect and then they have another a more... They, then they either have a power-up to that effect or something like that, or a new or a different effect that's a little bit better if you have Sanctuary in Sky on field. This guy has had it on field or in the grave. Doesn't matter which. So that's okay. already an improvement. Uh, and the next, the new agent, Agent of Life, Neptune, Light Fairy Effect, level 1, 0 attack, 600 defense. Very weak. You can only use this card's first and second effects of this card's names each once per turn. Oh, okay, so we're looking at the show notes. I thought you, I, okay, it's level 1 with 0 attack. Yeah. I thought it was level 10. No, it's level 1. I had to look at this like four times. I was going to the Yu-Gi-Oh! organization website to double check this because I literally thought you typed it in wrong. <laughs> nope, nope. Level 1, zero attack. I'll, I'll okay, figure, okay, I'll figure okay. a way to, to make it. I'll, I'll do something later. Anyway. It's a joke. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's see. You can discard this card, special summon one of the agent monster from your hand or graveyard, except itself. But it cannot be tributed until the end of your opponent's turn. If Sanctuary in the Sky is on the field or in your graveyard, again, that improved effect, you can special summon one Hyperion monster instead. Pretty so, good. So with that, you can discard it. To, it's, it's essentially Monster Born for an agent, or if Sanctuary in the Sky is on the field or in grave, uh, Master Hyperion, Majesty Hyperion, or the new Hyperion Synchro. Well, uh, okay. So here's something to note. If you have the Majesty Hyperion, in your hand, you can only special summon him by his own effect once per turn. But it does not restrict you from special summoning him by other ways. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. in but hold theory, on, hold on, real quick. Read how read the procedure to special summon uh, Agent Hyper the uh, Majesty Hyperion one more time, just so people understand this part before I read the second effect of Neptune. Oh, you can only special summon by the first procedure of this card's name once per turn. And that procedure is? You can special summon this card from your hand or graveyard by banishing one of the agent monster from your hand, field, or graveyard. Okay, go back down to Neptune. Okay. Second effect. If this card becomes banished, add the Sanctuary uh, in the Sky from deck to hand. I think Foolish Burial Goods dumping it would be better, honestly. It probably would, but that's still an option if you don't have the full... It's a searchable way to get Sanctuary in the Sky. Right. Um, so as long as you have access to... Agent search, you have sanctuary in the sky. Yeah. So that's pretty. That's pretty nifty. 
uh, let's see. The net, and then of course uh, the structure deck will also come with reprints of Agent of Judgment Saturn, Agent of Wisdom Mercury, Agent of Force Mars, Agent of Miracles Jupiter, Agents of Entropy Uranus, who was released after the structure deck, but. To, this is actually a, re- a recent release. The super rares of this card were like 10 12 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, then we have Agent of Mystery Earth, Agent of Creation Venus. And so in Japan, the OCG for cop- version of this will have two copies of Mystic Shine Ball. One common, one normal parallel rare. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah, uh, meaning that if you wanted three parallel rares, you'd have to get three of the structure deck anyway. Yeah. And then I mean, it's also going to have Sanctuary in the Sky and cards from the sky. Yeah, but we won't get that. No, we'll probably get Sanctuary and cards, but no one's going to bother running cards from the sky. No, they... I mean, we won't get the parallel rare Mr. Shineball. Oh, of course not, no. Um, that bro, being... bro, bro, Konami, can I have the OTS ulti Mystic Shineball, please? Please, that would be ridiculous. Yes. Uh, may- maybe the next OTS after this comes out in, the- in TCG. Anyway, so back in the day when people ran agents, they didn't run Sanctuary in the sky because it just wasn't worth it. Because Sanctuary in the Skies effect isn't very good. Yeah, so for those wondering, for those that have never heard it, the Sanctuary in the Sky, battle damage to the controller of a fairy-type monster from battle involving that monster becomes zero. Oh! Bingo! Oh, that's the OTK thing. Okay. Exactly. This is, very... how, you, this is how you proc it. Okay, this is how you make yeah, that happen. Yeah, that's, yeah, it, it pl- yeah, so now there's an actual reason to run Sanctuary in the Sky. Because okay. a, it's a search. You have a searcher who can search it for you. Yeah, you have a searchable searcher who can search the sanctuary in the sky for you. That's a tongue. That's a tongue twister. Not only that, but once you search it and activate it, if it's if you have another one in grave, you get more effects when it goes to grave. Yeah, exactly. And um, if you have it active and another monster on field. You can OTK your opponent using their own monsters. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially if they make that link six, uh, that adding this link six with six K attack. I'm not saying that that's going to be the use of it. I just think that that's a funny interaction. Yeah, the fact that you can absolutely do that, and if they can't, st- I don't know why that just popped into my head. Yeah, and then you know if they can't stop you from just decking them in the face. <laughs> yeah, literally the. Uh... The the Agent of Life Neptune, the new one, he's only got zero attack. Yeah, so that's a full 6k to the face. Yeah, yeah. you lose your Neptune. But all you have to have is another monster with less than 4,000 attack and you win. And hey, guess what? Magic Hyperion does that. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, moving on now. Here's what we believe Konami will actually do on the ban list. Our ban list prediction, because everyone's got to do Every Yugi, Yu-Gi-Oh uh, content creator's got to do this. Okay, so the best way to do this, I think, that we are we are doing this live. We did not prep this. The best way to do this, I think, would be we'll go through. One of us will give all their predictions, and then the other one will give all their predictions, and then we'll spitball it and we'll ask questions to each other about why they think. Fair enough. Okay, you want to go first? Yeah. Okay, I'll start. So I'm thinking right now, there's about a fifty percent chance that Guard Dragon LP gets banned. Buff. Okay, yes or no, what is Konami actually going to do? That's the thing, this is a prediction. Well, that's the thing. I need to take a hard-line stance on it. If I, Okay, so because of Chamber Dragon Maid that's coming out, uh, the reprint, I would say, is the only reason why I say they're not going to, that they may not touch it. So I'm going to say they're not going to touch it. Okay, so you say LP stays where it is. Yes, again, okay. only because of the Chamber Dragon Maid reprint in Eldorado. However, however, there, I still think that there is a chance. Okay, 
So your official prediction is... It's not moving. Okay. All right, Dragon League player, what's next? Uh, Red Eyes Dragoon, <laughs> I think I think it's time to say goodbye. I'm thinking it's getting banned. All right, what's next? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, I believe that... Uh, <clears throat> let's see, I think Apollon's going to get banned. I think Called by the Grave's going to get banned. If we get Crossout Designator in King's Court. You didn't have Apcolone on one of your... You didn't have your name by Apcolone on the predictions. Oh, I thought I did. Um, Well, I do now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I also... We're doing it live. Yeah, I also think Call by the Grave is going to get banned if we get Crossout Designator in King's Court. Do you think we'll get Crossout Designator in King's Court? Probably not. So you don't think Called by the Grave will get banned? I don't think it will get banned. But if it does get banned, that's the why. Okay, let's move on. Do you have any other cards that you think will get banned? Uh, nothing I can think of. Uh, so next up is Limited. I believe Maxie's going to one. If Crosslight Designator is in King's Court. Will it be in King's Court? I don't know. So if we see, uh, so if we see <laughs> Maxie at one, Crosslight Designator is in King's Court, guys. Let's go. Um, get your secrets and ultis now, baby. Yeah. Uh, I think Fire Formation 10 Keys is going to get Limited. Magical Meltdown. I think Blaster is going to go to one. And I think Mystic Mind is going to go to one. All right. Any uh, semi-limits for you? Nope. All right. What's com- what's gonna be at three? Okay, I'm be- I believe that Nadir Servant's not going to be touched because it's going to get reprinted in the tens. They got to make their money. Um, okay. I believe Miscellaneous Source isn't going to be touched because Konami hasn't read Misk. Okay. Uh, I believe Red Eye Darkness Metal Dragon is going to go to three because it- they eradicated it to a hard once per turn. There's not that big of a reason to run more than one that I can think of. Okay. Uh, and then if we don't get Cross Out Designator in. Uh, in a King's Court, I think Call by the Grave might actually go back up to three. Okay, so all in all, you say LP stays where it is. So here are your bands: Dragoon, mm-hmm. App Cologne, mm-hmm. Misk. No, no, no. Okay, Dragoon and App Cologne. Yep, and called by. And called by. If we get Designator. And you don't think we're gonna get Designator? I don't think we're going to get it, because that'd be too good. Okay, so just Dragoon and Apcolon. Pretty much. Okay. Cards you think will be limited. You still don't think we're going to... You don't think we're going to get Crossout, so Maxi yeah. will stay banned. Yes. Okay. So, your limits will be... Okay, one more time. Bans are Dragoon and Apcolon. Yes. Your limits. Tenki, Meltdown, Blaster, and Mystic Mine. Yep. And your no semis, and your unlimits. Nadir Servant, Miscellaneousaurus, Red Eyes, Darkness, Metal Dragon, or Red MD, and uh, Called by the Grave if uh, if we get uh, if we get neither Cross the Designator nor and, and or Maxi. So I think Called by the Grave's going to three. Okay, so your unlimited calls, the, the actual changes yeah. that'll occur are Darkness, Metal Dragon, and Called by the Grave. And you think Called by the Grave goes to three? Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so so that that's my predict. Those are my predictions. Okay, so, mine are a little bit more aggressive, I think, but I don't necessarily think that it's a terrible decision. Not at all. My bans, Guard Dragon LP. <laughs> I feel very good about this. I think this is the list. I think this is the one. Uh, my inside info at Konami tells me this is the, this is the, this is the, this is the one. Sure, your inside info. <laughs> right. The inside info of both of our hearts, because I, re- I, I I actually hope LB does get banned. All right. I also have Apcolon getting banned. 
We've talked about this before the podcast. We did this when we were doing show notes. A lot of our cards overlap. This is one of them. I truly believe Apcolon gets banned. I think Miscellanosaurus gets banned. And I have a good reason. <clears throat> but we'll, we'll go over more about it after. Yeah. My limits. Striker Dragon. Magical Meltdown. Blaster. And Mystic Mind. I have one semi-limit. Which is... Salomon Great Gazelle. Gazelle to two. Ooh. So, the reason that I have Gazelle to two is because, realistically, if you have... Excuse me. If you have two Gazelles, that is... And, okay. So, we talked to somebody that... Has played Salomon Great in the past. Has knows a lot more about the deck than we do because we did not play in Eternal format. Sadly. And I asked him, which helps the deck more? Mirage Dalio to one or Gazelle to two? And he told me Mirage Dalio to one. So I picked Gazelle to two. Because that's what Konami would do is the thing that would be the, the least impactful. Impactful. Right. Um, I- I'm going to be honest. I have the Forbidden Limited list pulled up right now. And I'm kind of glancing through it just to make sure that there's nothing else here that I see that could go to two. Um, possibly Salamangrate Circle. Because I, I do think that Salamangrate will have something come back a little bit on yeah. this list. But other than that, I see nothing. So... Uh, Skill Drain, I think, could come to two. Maybe. And Macro also. I think Skill Drain and Macro could both come to two. We might do that for the... We might save that for the opinion piece. Yeah, that'd be for the opinion piece. Whether or not they sh- they can. Whether or not they should. So my official semi-limits are Salamangre Gazelle and Salamangre Circle. And for my unlimits... I will do... I also think that Red MD will be unlimited. With a hard once per turn, I think an unlimited's fine. But that's it. That's the only card I have coming off the list. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of at the point where so many of these cards are so high in the power ceiling that it's like I don't. There. I mean, sure, there's cards that could possibly that could probably come off the list, but not a bunch of them. Yeah, like maybe, and this is a hard maybe. One Skulkerbat Joker, but then all the rest of the stuff from Pepe needs to stay banned. I think an Astrograph Sorcerer could probably come back to one. Possibly. Um, maybe I don't even... know a ton about Pendulums, yeah. but I know that um, I hear a lot of people talk about it. I think Electromite could probably come back to one. You yeah. Know? Leave um, the deck playable, at least. Maybe another um, Odd Eye Sorcerer or whatever it's called. The one that like just the one like two bandless ago got got put up to one and everybody was freaking out about Irish magician. Oh yeah, double Irish. Yeah, yeah, magician. double. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe put doubles Irish magician to two because it's been doing nothing. I've heard dynamite, dynamite knight, the true Draco fighter. I've heard a lot of people move him to two. That, that way he can come off the list. But I'll be honest, I I've seen videos where he comes back to two and three and like they play test with him and it was kind of insane. So I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah. I I think he should stay at one. Yeah. 
Um, the only other thing, I have heard some people float block dragon to one. But I don't know about all that. Yeah, I, I disagree with that. I think I think competitive play is opening back up again in some places, and people just want to have a reason to play out Emancipator. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about our reasoning behind things. I'll start. Um, I had I did have a LP ban. Like I said, I think it's I think it's time. I think it's done. I think it's time to really hit Dragon Link, which is why I had the LP ban and the Striker Dragon Limit. Um, I just noticed that you didn't have Striker Dragon Limited, and you didn't have LP banned. You didn't hit Dragon Link at all. Well, hold now. Here's the thing, though. Um, before I learned about Eldorado this morning, I was like, "Nope, LP gone. LP's going to get banned. It's time, boys." But then Chamber Dragon made reprint. I'm like, "They're going to want to keep LP to help push that." That's my reasoning behind it not being banned, and that's the only reason they wouldn't ban it. That's interesting. Okay. It's, it is literally the only reason they would not ban that card. It is exclusively to help push the Chamber Dragon Maiden Eldorado. Okay. So I'm leaving LP ban because having the extender there, having the free summon, is just it's just too good. And basically, because you have LP, you can grab Brotar, and Brotar is going to grab you Levianaire. And LP doesn't turn into a plus one. It turns into a plus two or three. And then you're ripping a card out of your opponent's hand or clearing back row. It's it's too much. Or in some it, wonky builds, you're actually banishing three lights and getting Monster Born. It's literally... It's like the perfect extender. Oh, absolutely no. Like like, like I said, if it wasn't because of Chamber Dragon made, LP would be gone! Yeah, so... I I That's why I have LP gone. I don't really think that it needs a ton of explanation. But... I think that it was worth... I, I still... You know, yeah, but that you got to talk about it. Yeah, but that was most of me explaining why I don't why I don't think it's going to get hit. It's exclusively because of the Chamber Dragon May reprint. They're going to want to push that. All right, uh, let's talk about your next one. Let's talk about Red Eyes Dark Dragoon. Why do you think it's going to get hit? Um, okay, most most because it's a, such a super splashable engine. Um, it's two garnet. It's three garnets in the. Uh, it's like two garnets in the main. Three. Well, two. And two a, and a yeah. half. No, it's two because Red Eyes Fusion is not a garnet. You can just play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people are like, yeah, but then you know you're locked out of uh, locked out of doing. You're locked into only summoning red eyes monsters or whatever. But you do it at you do it as the very last thing you do as your on your turn. Plus, I mean, it's free. Yeah, it's a free negate. It's a free burn your opponent for half their life points. Sometimes it's yeah, it, it's it's it, just free. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much a case of worst case scenario. You still get your red eyes dragoon on board. But you don't get it as early as you would maybe would have wanted it to to negate a hand trap. The only have you ever thought about banning Red Eyes Fusion instead? I've thought about it. I just don't know that there's like I feel like if you ban Red Eyes Fusion, then it becomes a Dark Magician card. Ex- yeah, they have to play Keeper of Dragon Magic or Red Eyes in their Dark Magician decks to hit it. Yeah, not only did, well, and not only not only that, but then you also completely shut out any of the players who want to play the Red Eyes deck entirely out of the entire extra deck for Red Eyes. Outside of are you um, sure about that? Outside of Red Eye Sword. Yeah, but the Red Eyes cards are terrible. Yeah, they are, but there's still people who want to play them. Okay, well, the reason I did not have Dra- Dragoon banned in my list, even though it's already banned in the OCG. We have only had it for... We've had it less than a year. They they introduced it in last year's Megatons. 
The card currently sits between seventy and eighty dollars. Last time I checked at price point, which is kind of high for a card that was in the Megatons, which oh, yeah. it was the world premiere in the Megatons. But and then I, like a month after the Megatons come out, it got banned in the OCG. Yeah, I, I just the card hasn't had a time to get a reprint over here. So, but yeah, I, I don't think they're going to reprint anytime soon. So I, I'm, I'm thinking they're just going to go ahead and ban it. I, I feel like they still have an opportunity to make money off of it again. And if they can get the opportunity to make money off of a reprint, whether it be in this year's Megatons again, or whether it be in, I mean, you know, whatever, whether it yeah. be in a structure deck, whether it be, which I don't think will happen, King's Court, uh, whatever. I, I just yeah. I think they're gonna wait till another reprint, and once they get a reprint out and get it really done, I I mean I think that's when it gets banned. But it, it needs to be banned. I just don't think they will this list. Yeah, again, because it's splashable and everything. If you can make a link to, uh, if you can make a dark link to, yeah. So the next one is El Shadal Apclone. We agree that we both think this card will be banned on this list. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, Apcolone by itself with Nadir Servant just allows for a, such a tiny, tiny, itty bitty. How many cards are we talking here? Two extra deck, one main. Three cards should all package. Yep. And you can hit window. Yeah. All because Nadir Servant. Um, Nadir Servant or Maximus, I think, can do it. it it's, yeah. You, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you mill the, or if you really wanted to, um, Extra burial, good. Extra foolish burial. Ha ha ha. I wonder if Diviner can do it. Maybe. Uh, anyway, so the the whole point is they used to. Oh, excuse me. They used Nadir Servant to send the Ab clone from extra deck to the graveyard. Activates effect. Uh, search for schism. Add schism to hand. Discard a random card. Set the schism. Next turn, activate schism. Banish Ab clone as your should all material, and then a dark monster to special summon Winda. It's really good. And the thing about it is that if you don't have Apcolone, then you can't Nadir Servant send Apcolone Search Schism. Um, you have to either hard draw the Schism, or I guess I've Shadal Fusion. I mean, yeah, you have to, you have to run main deck Shadals outside of Schism. You have to actually have a Shadal deck. Yeah. So I think Nadir Servant is actually a bigger problem because Nadir Servant creates a lot more versatility things like having intis pops or whatever when pegasus added nister interruptions having the ability to have those interruptions basically for free on top of also getting a search i think something like yeah i think you also get a search having all that versatility like nadir servant can literally make you go plus like four but we agree again Konami hasn't had a chance to reprint it. It hasn't... If they're going to reprint it in the, in the Mega 10. They're going to make all their money off of it, then ban it. Or limit. One or the other. Right. The card should be banned. I, I think the card's more of a problem than Apcolone is, but Apcolone is too easy. It's been out for over a year now. Yep. It's just... It's too easy of a target. To, yeah, to the, the print... The, the structure deck it was printed in is out of print. Um, it's The structure deck's also not slated to be reprinted in the, in the Mega 10, so... Yeah, I, I think Abcolone is what they're actually going to target here to hurt that Invoke Shadal Dogmatica deck because Abcolone being gone hurts the deck like a lot. 
it, I mean, it immediately eliminates the entire shit all part. Yeah, I mean, so at that point, you're just running Invoke Dogmatica, which, if you can't just Turbo Winda, it's really not as good. Yeah, exactly. And then, but then it also still leaves uh, your standard tra- your standard shit all decks able to function. Yeah, because a, a, an actual true Trap Shadal or even an Invoke Shadal deck can still play without without Apcolon because they can still actually make Winda the way you're supposed to make it. Yeah. Now, granted, they don't like doing it without Apcolon, but yeah, Apcolon is easier. But it, it but it may but it does again allow for you know Winda to be made how it's meant how it's intended to be made, where you actually utilize resources to make the damn thing. Listen, there's a very there's a recurring theme here, and that is Shadal makes. An extremely small, splashable engine, and Apcolone is the facilitate. Like Apcolone facilitates a an engine that you can splash in almost anything, basically for free. Keep in mind, like keep in mind, it runs one Garnet in the main, one. And is it truly a Garnet? Because if you hard draw it, you can set it, but then you're kind of you're kind of borked if you try to. Like it, it's it's not exactly efficient. You gotta it makes you have to work a little little bit harder, but not that much harder. I, I think Apcolone is what causes it to be splashable. And yeah, Apcolone's the problem. Oh, absolutely, because Apcolone is what lets you search the uh, schism in the first place. Yeah. So the next card I want to talk about is Misk Miscellaneousaurus. I think it's time to ban it, and the reason for that is personally, I think. As powerful as Scrap Raptor is, and the options and the versatility that it gives the deck, at this point, I, I truly believe this, the deck is basically Dragon Link, except you can't do anything about it because of Mist. Exactly. That blanket protection for the entire main phase. And then it also, once it hits that grave, it turns into a free extender, because yeah. it lets you search and summon Animadon Archosaur for free. And then Archosaur pops a baby... Which then special summons, and y'all search the uh, the double evolution pill, blah 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 yep. blah. Misk turns into a free UCT. Yeah, um, but like, and then and then of course Misk also sends sends itself to the graveyard, right, to activate its banish effect, which is ridiculous. How how many other cards do that? Where where they have greater artifacts to activate, where they send themselves for for a. I can't think of another card in the game where you can activate its effect to send itself to grave and then activate another effect in grave to go plus. The only other card that I can think of is Chaos Space, and it's a spell card. Which, honestly, also probably should be limited or banned. Oh, absolutely. I don't think they'll do it here, but honestly, that card should be discussed on a limit or a ban. That card that, is that, broken. That, that'll be part of the opinion piece. That card's not going to get touched until a deck comes along that... Like is a chaos centric deck and breaks it. Like when we get battles of chaos late this year, beginning of next year, whenever it comes out, all we have is a name so far. If there's like a chaos centric archetype that truly chaos space is already broken. Like even in the Dragon Link deck, it's broken. Oh yeah. But if there's a deck. I mean, chaos space makes Dragon Link go like plus what four easy. Uh, one second. I'm doing the math in my head. Um, it's a free plus one. It is a pot of greed. Okay, but it also creates. It lets you like but if the, you have like a white dragon or a black dragon. But uh, but the big thing about it is, um, it it gives you that extra discard fodder, so you don't have. So then it gives you extra cards in your hand to discard through, uh, Dragon Ravine or Brotar. 
it's an extremely versatile card. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. we say that. Yeah. Oh, you know, I can. Yeah, no. With it, I can. You could send Safer to grab Black Dragon, and send one of your Rockets to grab White Dragon. Uh, plus, you know, plus you know, then you also get whatever you draw draw off the top. If you get an Absent Router and you have a uh, and you have a Rocket, boom, free Special Summon. You get Nocto Vision. Yeah. Special Summon a Dark Dragon Monster. Boom, free spe- free body on board. Yeah. So, I think Misk because on, like coming back from Cast Base back to Misk, I think Misk should be banned. Because it is so free plus in a deck that because of Scrap Raptor, it doesn't need that free plus anymore. Now, we're talking about a deck that a realistic end board, I know it's a realistic end board because it happened to me, is a 3 negate Opelousa, a Dweller, UCT, and a 2 negate Borolode Savage. Oh my god, how do you stop that? I mean, I did break the board, but I still lost the game because of the resources I had to expend to do it. Yeah, like you have like first off, you have to bait the first off, you have to bait the Borload Savage negate. Yeah, all you can really realistically hope for is to have Forbidden Droplet or Dark Ruler, and even then, that's not a guarantee. You would probably need, you would you would you would have to yeah you would pretty much need Droplet almost exclusively. Yeah, or Dark Ruler. Well, that's the thing because if you activate Dark Ruler, they'll just uh uh they'll um. Chain a what's that spell? They'll chain a spell card and then I forgot. There's a way they can get around it. I just can't remember. Well, no, okay. So I think what you're thinking about, I get I me. Mean, I guess you could do Forbidden Lance. Yeah, because like that's the big brain play right now that I've heard some people talking about. Yeah, you can yeah. use Forbidden Lance to make something like your Borload Savage unaffected by a. Uh, by like a dark ruler no more or something, and then you still have a, a nominee in the gate. Yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous. So, but something that some okay. So we're gonna move on from Misk, but I I think it should and probably will be banned because now the deck is so powerful they don't even need it anymore to be a full combo deck. So, but the next thing is called by the grave. So we're gonna talk about called by the grave, Maxi, and Crossout Designator all at once because I think we're like-minded opinions on this, but on my official list, I don't have Call by the Grave or Max C moving because I don't think we actually get Crossout Designator in King's Court. Yeah. But that said, yeah, it's a possibility. That's the thing. I think that there is, in fact, a possibility. Realistically, though, the pessimist in me says no, they're not because that'd be too good. Yeah. They're- so I don't think we're gonna get Crossout Designator because I think that first of all, I don't. I don't think we're going to get Crossout Designator because I think Konami hates us, but also I think TCG Konami is kind of just fine with things the way they are, but... For better or worse. Yeah. I think the second we get Crossout Designator, they will probably unlimit Call By and Max C. Realistically, I, I don't think there's a need to ban or limit. I mean, as of right now, I could. Re- I, I think there's a realistic argument for banning Gold by because the card's a Saki one of right now and it's broken. But at the same time, I feel like it's a card that you should either be at three or at zero. So I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I don't. Now here's the thing. I don't think if they do bring that Maxi, they're not. I don't think they're going to put just unleash the fetters all at one go. I think they're going to do one for a ban list, and the next ban list go, okay, this is fine. 
Let's go all three. The thing is, though, if we have Crossout Designator and Called By at full power, yes, there's no yeah. reason not to have Max C at three. Yeah, but that, that's if they go that route with Crossout at three and Designator at three. But I think they're going to start with Banning Designator to make uh, ban- banning. make uh, banning Called By to make everyone get Designators. I think, okay. Okay, here's the thing. If Konami was really big brain, if they just had more wrinkles... The really smart thing to do here, and I promise, I really believe this, is to print Crossout Designator and King's Court as a rare and a collector's rare. That way you have the max rarity for the rarity horrors, and then you have the... <clears throat> low rarity, cheap The cheap low version. rarity, yeah, so you have like a copy that's a dollar. People can pick up three of them really easily. And then you turn around, unlimit called by, because that's not going to hurt your cross. That's not going to hurt your sales for King's Court. People are still going to want to get their cross designators. Oh They're yeah, still going to want their collectors. Oh yeah, I mean, like the collector rare designator by itself would still do that. Right. But I think called by and cross designator. I think Maxi should be at three. So oh, I think it, you put, know at that point you might as well put Maxi at three, put called by at three, and print cross designator as both a rare and a collector's rare is. Oh, I would honestly. Konami might get a free pass for everything for the last like six months if they did that. Yeah, like yeah, like like at that point, I would say if they did that, I would say the six month pushback on. I don't even care anymore if they do that. Yeah, if they, exactly. If they do exactly that. I literally don't even care anymore because but I, we both agree. We think Max C should be a major part of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because I because I remember oh back in the day the Max C challenge, and it was the. Uh, you know, you start going, your opponent drops a max C, you then have to think, do I keep going, or do I, uh, or do I stop here? Then there's, there's that whole back and forth between... It creates interplay, which is what the game's all about. Unless, of course, you, unless, of course, your opponent maxes, and you also have a max C in hand. Yeah. But then, now, something else that people have to consider with max C in today's meta is also the hand traps, because now your opponent could not have an Ash in hand, and you'll be sitting there comboing with under Max C, and they're drawing, and they draw Ash, and then you get Ashed. That's something else that you have to consider, but your opponent has to think, what if they have the Max C in hand as well? Yeah. And that exact, again, it, it's a different interplay, it's a little more... Here's an interesting thought, that if you build your Dragonlink board, in today's deck, where people are running two ofs and three ofs, but those two ofs and three ofs are once per turn, right? Is there a realistic scenario where you take the maxi challenge, go dragon link, go full board, build your full board, say a Borload Savage with like two negates, three negates, sure, three negates, whatever, a couple of fog blades, and Say like a three negate opposite, because you have to you have to feel like they're gonna ash something at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at that point, they probably have two ashes dead in their hand. Yeah, they've probably they might Nibiru you, sure, but like like realistically. But I mean, they may not get the uh, Nibiru until after I've already dropped Borlo Savage or Appaloosa. Right. So realistically, if you already have a negate up early. And you take the maxi challenge, they might drop twenty to twenty-five cards. 
then they're looking at a 15-card deck full of once-per-turns. Very possibly, but then like, they could... I mean, they're looking at a 25-card hand full of once-per-turns. Sure, they can try to do stuff, but, like, Tri-Brigade, that would hurt me. Because I want to be able to send Fractal to send Kit to send Nerval from the deck. If that's all in my hand, I'm having a bad time. Because now that's, my hand is clogged. That's a fair point. Tri-Brigade doesn't like having a lot of his stuff in hand. And then, like, I'm I'm basically going to have to try to get as much of this into the grave as possible. I'm gonna have to forbidden droplet for like a million. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah. But then of course, but then of course also, you also have to keep in mind that also gives your opponent a high chance of drawing darker luna more forbidden droplet, evenly matched. But if you can figure out a way to respond to that, exactly. Uh, a la- like it, see, okay, this is what exactly what we're trying to, to illustrate. It creates so much more interplay and decision making that we think is healthy for the game. Maxi should be at three for this exact reason. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Because then, yeah, cause there's a lot more. But there's a lot. It, may, it takes some of the some of the skill of the game out of deck building and puts it more into the actual gameplay aspect. Resource management. Yeah, as opposed to right now where it's all where it's what seventy five percent deck building. Yeah, the game is way more deck building oriented now because this is like literally Gotham the game. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you lose. I was talking about. I was talking to somebody about this today. This game is no longer resource management, grinding, you know, making the right reads and everything. It's literally just memorize your combos and either you or your opponents got it. And at that point, whoever's got it wins. And it's all about who has the tempo. It's it's such a tempo-based game instead of a resource management game that it's a completely different game than it was 10 years ago. Oh yeah, where oh yeah, where you know, Dino Rabbit I'm just going to grind out your resources until you're out and then bash you in the face. Yeah. Okay, so we gave our opinions on Maxi. We're going to move yeah. on. Uh, I think Striker Dragon gets limited. Uh, this goes with the LP ban. I think it's time to really hit Dragon Link. I think LP ban, Striker Dragon limit. I'm not going to say it kills the deck. It, but it, 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 it'll, it'll make it like tier two, low tier two. Yeah, basically the deck will have to completely retool all of their combo lines. Um, the Chamber Dragon Maid build will be basically the mandatory build you have to play. But that's not that big of a deal since we got the uh, since we got the reprints coming out, which you will be might great. even have to build full on Dragon Maid Dragon Link, which is a deck. I mean, you can oh, yeah. build Dragon Link Dragon. Um, you know, and then of course there's also the possibility of branching into the ba- going back and going back a couple of builds in the past into Rose Dragons or or even leaning even he- even more heavily into your rockets. Yeah. I, it, it, it creates the deck will have to be rebuilt to accommodate the r- limitations but honestly I really don't think limiting striker and banning LP kills the deck it hurts it an enormous amount oh, yeah. I don't think it kills it oh, yeah, yeah. it leaves well, it playable like I said it will make it down to low tier 2 but they said the same thing when uh, Link Cross got banned and hold the, on, here's but, the deck it's still here hold on. but and that's a big but that entirely depends on, I think, how this ban, how, how this next ban list, what, like what else happens in the ban list. Absolutely, I mean, it's the whole format's got to shape up somehow. Yeah, like if it was literally just Elping ban striker limit, it would that that's all that would happen is, is Dragon Link would go down to yeah yeah it would go down to like a low tier two until somebody figures something else out. Um, but like let's say. Ten key goes down to one, magical meltdown down to one, blaster comes back, mystic minds at one, blah blah blah. 
you know, nuclear, you know, just big nuclear, everything moves. Uh, dogs and dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Horses in each other. Absolute madness. Um, in that kind of situation. <laughs> what was that rant? <laughs> in that kind of situation. Have you not seen, um, I don't remember the movie. Oh no. Where, uh, Bill Murray had that rant. It was Ghostbusters. Oh, it was oh, Ghostbusters. Dogs and cats living together. Okay, yeah. yeah. Horses eating each other. Ah. Anyway, like madness. Yeah, like I said, in that kind of situation, it you would, know, end of the world. Like it would still be within tier one. That's because everything else has also been reined in with it. <sighs> okay, but the, the deck is, would be completely different at that point. Yeah, the the deck. I think even with the restrictions that I put on it, the deck will get retooled, and it'll get put back together, and it'll be still good. Oh, yeah. So, let's move on, though. Uh, we're running short on time. Yeah. Let's hit, Let's kind of power through these kind of quick. Uh, so, your next one, you had 10 key limited. What, what about that? Uh, okay, so, big reason why is because Tri Brigade's kind of becoming the deck. Yeah. Um. So, I'm thinking that, that they'll only do that to kind of rein in its... Consistency. Consistency just a little bit. Um, I respect I can, that. Yeah, I can also see them doing it to two, like they did in the OCG. But considering, how, but considering how the TCG tends to do this kind of thing, it's going to go to one. So the reason that I didn't limit ten key on my list is because one, if ten key can survive all the way through Zoo format and all the way through Firefest format, I don't see a reason that it won't survive here. Especially since if Tri Brigade is the actual issue, it, it depends. If they want to hit the Zodiac engine, then I think they hit a card within the Zodiac engine itself. Like Trident. Right. Trident Mommy. Right. I don't necessarily think that Ten Key is the problem because in the Tri Brigade engine, literally all it does is search Fractal. Which, don't get me wrong, Fractal starts your whole combo. Oh, yeah. But I don't think Fractal alone is enough to justify limiting Ten Key. I, I, I mean, sure, it would be a crazy consistency hit, but. Um, I, I just don't think the deck needs it. If you limit ten key, then they just cut the Zodiac line and go back to Lyralisk, which come January, Lyralisk would probably be the best build of this deck anyway with all the new Lyralisk support coming. Oh yeah. Particularly the um that card from Animation Chronicle. Once we get that, that's even going gonna be even better. Yeah. So the next next one is Magical Meltdown. We agree, we think this card should be limited. This is another hit to the Invoke Should All Dogmatica deck. Also, I just hate hate not being able to respond to their fusions yeah it just makes all fusion summon it just makes all fusion cards spells before spells before which i think is disgusting i don't mind like having one specific one being spells before i don't like it but it's understandable that's fine having all of them be spells before is absolutely disgusting yeah so we agree magical meltdown it's a consistency hit to the invoked engine which it sorely needs it's way too splashable. It's in too much, and it needs a consistency hit. Um, Blaster Dragon Roller Infernos. It's the weakest Dragon Roller that's still banned. Yes, it gets a pop. Yes, it's generic fire support. Yes, it's generic dragon support. I don't think it matters. I think the deck. Pe- I think the card can come off to one. People aren't running Tempest, and it doesn't destroy. It non-targets returns to the top of the deck. Yeah, I, I just if if we can have one, we can have two. We. We, we, we went through them. Redox is obviously the best. We didn't want Redox to come back. We talked about Tidal, but honestly, the Mermail deck is already kind of... Like, the Mermail Atlantean water deck, 
I know when I say that, people are like, that's a deck from 2013. What are you talking about? But, like, the deck is actually, like, the deck's got combos. The deck is capable of ripping a couple of cards from your hand. The deck can win a game. So I, I think the deck is worth considering. And I don't, because the deck still exists and it's still playable on a competitive level, I, it really is, I promise. I don't think they'll bring title back. Especially since they got Bri- Brionic back. Yeah, I, I don't see it. So, yeah. we agree, Mystic Mine, they've already reprinted it. They're not making money off of it, and it's super toxic. But the it, thing is, we didn't ban it. We limited yeah. it. Uh, I mean, what deck can't run Mystic Mine? Yeah, so, basically, Mystic Mine, we've, if you notice, uh, if you look at the trends in the meta... It's seeing a huge increase in play as the as the meta becomes more combo oriented, and because of that, people are teching in a Mystic Mine as well as Native Outs. They're teching in a Mystic Mine. They might throw in some Cyclones or some Twin Twisters or whatever, in the hopes that they can activate Mystic Mine after their opponent combos, and then after they activate Mystic Mine, they can just wait until they have all their combo pieces in their hand. They can. Dark Ruler or whatever, stop their opponent's board, and then go full board and out their opponent's board because they can get rid of their own Mystic Mine. So, because people are teching in Mystic Mine, it's becoming really splashable. We want to see it reined in, and we think it will get reined in, but I don't think Konami will limit it because I don't necessarily think they want to kill the Mystic Mine deck. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. I could just as easily see this card going getting banned. Yeah. But a splashable stall tool is not... Not some. They don't like anything that's splashable in literally everything. So, uh, semi limited. I personally think Salamander Gazelle and Salamander Circle will be semi limited. I think that the cards are powerful. The deck is extremely consistent, but I think that this is a, a little bit easier to digest than bringing back Mirage Talio. I know a lot of people want Mirage Talio back, but I think this is. I think one Mirage Talio would be better for the deck. Which means this is probably the play because the play that Konami is going to make anyway. Yeah, they don't want they don't want to give the most powerful piece back immediately. They want to give give back the lower level pieces. Let's see what happens, and then if literally the deck does absolutely nothing, they'll give it a little bit more, then a little bit more, then a little right. bit more. But the deck is so fair. I think it's kind of been power crept a lot, so I think it'll be fine. Yeah. So it's a little um, too fair. Unlimits. We both think Darkness Metal Dragon's coming off. It's. I mean, it's a hard once per turn. There's not really a super great reason to run more than one. And we've already talked about Nadir, Nadir, Misk, and Call By, and Maxi. So, yeah. Like, yeah, we already talked about them a whole bunch. So, so just to wrap up, we're going to go over one more time. My personal list I have Elpy Band, I have App Cologne Band, I have Miscellaneousaurus Band. For limited, I have Striker Dragon, Magical Meltdown, Blaster, and Mystic Mine. So that's three bands, four limits, two semi-limits, Salaman Great Gazelle and Circle, and one unlimit. So that's what nine cards total. Yeah, like nine cards move. Moved. I don't think that's a. I don't think Konami will make like a nuclear list. So I think nine cards is like a fair number. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then for me, I had let's see, I had Dragoon Band. Uh, I had uh, Apcolone banned. I had Call by the Grave possibly banned. For now, I'm not going to count that. So that's three bands. Uh, Ten Key Limited, Meltdown Limited, Blaster Limited, Mystic Mind Limited. So that's three, four, five, six, seven cards right there. Uh, coming off is uh, Red MD. Uh, so that's eight cards. 
Yeah, so we're we're in the same neighborhood as far as number of total cards moving, but I think I think it's like seven to ten is the most you'll see. I think there's a realistic world in which Konami says, ah, we kind of like the format. It's super diverse. Dragon Link representation is falling. And which I think is mainly because everybody knows how to counter the deck. Like they know what how to interrupt it and where to put that interruption. So yeah. you know. They, they they know they know where to punch it in the knee. Yeah, so because of that, there's a realistic world where Konami just doesn't do anything. Because I think if you talk to most people, most people will agree this is kind of an awesome format right now. It's super diverse. It's super, you know, there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of fun decks, and there's a lot of great decks. But it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination whatsoever. There's always things that can make this a lot better. They make the entire game a lot more. This is not a toxic format, though. It's really not. It's not as toxic as people think it is. Yeah. That said, I think it can get out of hand quickly. Because I think Drytron, Scrap Dino, and Dragon Link, with the boards that they can build, are probably the three best decks in no particular order. Yeah. Tri Brigade, like, just kind of menacingly in the back. Man, Zoo Brigade is so weird because it could easily be the best deck, but it could also easily be the fifth best deck. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said it's menacingly in the background just staring at everyone. It can beat any of those decks. It proved it can beat any and all of those decks in the Invitational. Mm -hmm. Dude beat all those decks. But at the same time, I don't know that it translates over like ten rounds of a tournament. I guess it, I guess it could. It does it in the extravaganzas. It's won several, but I don't know, man. It's one of those things where yeah. the deck is great until I run it, then it's terrible. I mean, I I run the heck out of it, and I love that deck. I got my first to- top ever with that deck yeah. recently. But I, I just that said. I don't know if it's still that great of a deck because Book of Moon is still a good card. Book of Moon will always be a good card. Yeah, but against <clears> that deck, it's a really good card. Hey, hey now, hey now. Um, with Dragon Link, if you Book of Moon that first summon, I just kind of stare at you and go, why? <laughs> why? So, um, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode, though. Oh, yeah. Fascinating discussion. Yeah, so... Next episode, we will have at least one guest on. I There's an outside chance there's two guests. We'll see. But we will more than likely have one guest on. His name is Dylan. He's a close friend of mine. He's a listener. He's from our locals in Alexandria. Uh, and we were, we should be coming back. They have a Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, they, they devote, once a month, they devote like an entire day to Yu-Gi-Oh! They run... Not just their large advanced tournament. They'll they'll run a bunch of side pod tournaments. They'll do oh, yeah. it's, it's raffles, big, door prizes. It's, it's a big, a big deal. deal. Yeah, so this will be like a half-case tournament that they're doing this weekend, which is awesome. Uh, so we're going to leave the... We're going to be there all day. We're going to leave the case tournament. We're going to come back to my house, get in the studio, record an episode, quick thoughts, as well as hit... Uh, we'll do Dylan's ban list discussion. And At that point, it's just what we think should actually happen. Not yeah, what our, will. our opinions on what we would do to fix the game. Yeah. So, we'll talk about that. And then... Yeah, so that, if you're looking forward to that, do that. Um, I do want to ask a favor of our listeners. Please reach out to us on Twitter. At Top Cut Podcast. The link will be in the description below. I'm at Dat Chumley. Caleb is at JamTheMan17. But please reach out to us on the podcast Twitter. We really, really, really want to know if anybody would be interested in us recording 
our do if I if you would be interested in us streaming our recording live on Twitch. So when we go to record, we will start a stream on Twitch while we record, and then while we record the episode of the podcast until we're done recording, and then so if you're if you're in our Twitch, you'll get to see the you'll get to listen a few days later and then it'll go up on spotify and all the normal places a couple of days after oh yeah so it's something we've played around with something we've asked about i i did ask on twitter and i had some positive feedback but it's something we want our regular steady listener base to reach out to us about and tell us about because at the end of it there's nothing that we value more than our listeners opinion but we can't do anything with that listener opinion if they're just keeping it to themselves so we are asking very kindly please reach out to us and at the end of the day we like engaging with our listeners we love that and we want nothing more than that so thank you all again so much for listening we really can't thank you enough we are so grateful to have the loyal people that listen every episode that we do we ask that you share it with your friends, send them a link, say, hey, this is ch- check this out, this is cool, they're getting better. They post religiously on Tuesdays and Fridays, even if it kills them and they have to stay up till midnight recording, cough, cough, what we're doing right now. Yeah. So, thank you all again. I, I really can't thank you enough. I'm having a blast doing this, and I hope you all are having a blast listening. Oh, yeah, I know I certainly am. I hope everyone has a great day or evening or whatever time of day it is. Yeah. So, thank you all again so much. Have a wonderful day. Take care, everybody. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com